0: Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Step Away from Worry. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Hi everyone, welcome. Today, I would like to begin the program by taking a call from Texas. Hey, Pastor Rowan. My name is Nick from Huntsville, Texas, and my question is, how how can I leave my problems to God and not have to worry so much? Thank you. That's a very good question. How do I raise my problems to God and not have to worry so much? That's very well stated, because you realize that if you really do raise your problems to God, then it's in his hands and you don't have to worry. You realize that that's the case. But the problem is, we do worry. But we also can sense that there's something wrong with worry, so I want to talk about that all right, so let's talk about um raising our problems to God. all right, so you're born into a world filled with other failing people. you yourself are failing, and you're born with a nature that is by nature faithless, which is by nature fallen and so. That's what you come into the world with. So you grow up. People tease you. You get angry at them. People fail you. You judge them. People betray you, and you hate them. Things don't work out, and you become frustrated and res- resentful over it. And you keep trying and keep trying. And No matter how hard you try, things just often don't seem to be working out quite right. Or they do seem to be working out right, but they're not really working out quite right. So the day comes when you have to just sit down and you have to ask yourself the question how do I raise my problems to God and not have to worry so much? How do I do things? and talk to my kids, and talk to my partner, and go to work, and do things in the world without messing up. Because you realize that just hiding and doing nothing and saying nothing is not the answer. How many fathers have clammed up? You know, early in the marriage, there was a lot of arguing. Then the kids came along, and dad came home from work, and he saw that the kids were watching video games, and not eating the right kind of food. And so he laid the law down, and then everybody hated Dad and said he was mean. And so eventually the day comes, and then he argues with his wife, and somehow he always loses. If he gets angry at her, he's wrong. If he wimps out and says nothing, then somehow she's still not happy. And so he ends up just clamming up and saying nothing. So he just sits there and says nothing, and the whole family goes to rack and ruin. Well, we know that's not the answer. And just hiding in your apartment or hiding in your house and never going out into the world is not the answer either. But on the other hand, everything you've done, it's never worked out quite right. So there has to be an answer where you're not hiding on the one hand and not totally messing up all the time on the other hand. Well, there is an answer. And it has to do with the key phrase, the way you put it in the way the listener put it. I'm speaking to the listener now, but I'm also speaking to everybody else. He said, How do I raise my problems to God and not have to worry so much? How do I raise my problems to God? That's the answer. If you could raise your problems to God. So how do you do that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. On today's program.
0: Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call in line at 510 455 8851. That's 510 455 8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your message.
1: So I think you can see that. Let's see if I, if, I could, if I can say this. It's not easy to talk about. It's very, very important. It cuts right to the heart of human existence. So the way you can raise your problems to God is by separating from the problem and observing it. Separating taking a mental step back. Here's an example that I've given so many times, but I'll give it again. Two guys are having an argument, and it's becoming heated. And then all of a sudden, one of them takes a mental step back, and he says, hey, we're friends. What are we arguing about? It's not that important. And they both laugh Uh, The other guy says, yeah, yeah, you're right. And what do they do? They go off. They go to the bar. They go to the golf course. They go work out. See, by taking that mental step back, you can observe the situation. You can even observe your own wrong reactions. In other words, you can take a mental step back and see yourself worrying. You can see the worry. You see yourself worrying, but you stand back. And you don't fall into the worry and become immersed in the worry. So here it is. There is a worry process going on, but you're not a part of it. It's like you can be in a room and there's a TV blaring at the other side of the room. Some useless program, some old movie. You know, like you wake up in the middle of the night and the television is on and there's an old movie there. and. You're not paying attention to it. It's irrelevant. It's there, but it doesn't affect you. By taking a mental step back, your soul is not worrying. There's a worry process going on in your head, but you're not a part of it. And that's very, very close to raising your problem to God. You're standing back in God's inner light, and your soul observes the worry and sees that it's useless just like a a useless television program is useless. The worry process is there, but you're separated from it. You're not a part of it. Your soul can observe the worry without being lost in the worry. Here's another part of the secret. Don't give it energy, because when you get pulled into the worry, if you start to give it a little bit of energy by being angry with it, by struggling with it, by resenting it, then it gains power. Don't give it energy. Don't float away with it. Come back to reality where the birds are singing, and your soul will be safe. It's not a part of the worry process, and the worry process doesn't affect it. So I just want to impress upon you how important being able to take a mental step back and gaining mental distance. I want want you to see just how important that is. Having mental distance is discipline. And it's an important skill that you need to learn. You could be in a work environment, for example, where there's all kinds of naughty things going on and gossip and everything. You don't have to be involved in it. You see it, but it doesn't affect you. You understand the soul is not affected by something when it does get involved with it. So all you have to do is see that the answer is to not get involved. Just stand back and watch. Just watch. That in itself is discipline. And that in itself separates the soul. If you need a little help getting started, I have a little meditation. and it, it helps you to get started really quick, in just a few minutes. That's all it takes. You can get a little help learning to get started, to stand back, and see that standing back, that taking that mental step back is a key. Maybe it's the secret to self-control. And it's the beginning of raising your problems to God. Remember, Christ was with the disciples, and and he said, So what are you guys going to do? Where are you going to go? And one of them said, Lord, there's nowhere else for us to go. You're the one. There's nowhere else for us to go. There's a value in hitting rock bottom. And the value is there's nowhere else to go. And so you look up. You look up and raise your problem to God. And when you clearly see, it's not enough just for me to say it. It's not just enough for you to hear it. It's not just enough for you to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mouth it. You have to see it. But when you see clearly that that worry process doesn't have to be a part of you. It isn't even a part of you. It's going on, but it's no longer credible. And you just watch it until it diminishes and goes away. And if it comes back, you just watch it until it diminishes and goes away. And if it comes back, you just watch it until it goes away. Life is an endless process of snapping out and snapping out. All your life, what you've done is you've you've fallen more and more to sleep. Now everything puts you to sleep. Now what you need to do is go the other way, wake up, snap out of your daydreams, snap out of your worries, snap out of your wrong involvement, snap out of your emotions, your runaway emotions, regain control over your life by watching. It's so beautiful. tell people I'm just a man with a microphone. I'm on a station for a while, and then sometimes I leave and I'm on another station. And I try to stay at least half a year or a year on each station. I've been on some stations over 10 years. I've been on some stations 15 years or more. I'm like a wandering preacher. I'm a traveling evangelist, and I travel the radio airwaves. I don't have a church. I don't have a big building. I just have a microphone. Yes, I am a pastor. But the only reason I want to become a pastor is so that you have an idea that I'm serious about this. And my goal is to wake you up and find the good Lord, and then he'll take over and do all the rest.
0: As the long summer days start getting shorter, What better way to enjoy the evening sunshine than by doing some reading? One great choice for your summer reading is Roland's new book, Healing Touches Gifts from the Great Physician. It's all about how the secret to spiritual recovery is to be found within. By learning to be more forgiving toward others, you can stop blocking and interfering with your natural restorative properties. To find out more or order a copy of Healing Touches, go to our website, SheddingShackles.com, and click on the icon Books. That's SheddingShackles.com. Also on our website, you can listen to and download past programs to play on your computer or your mobile device. Our program archives stretch back to 2019. You can also click on the icon Watch to view Roland's many video lectures.
2: Roland would love to hear from listeners. Let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Send him an email today to roland at sheddingshackles.com. You can also send him a letter or donation through the mail to Roland Trujillo spelled T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, in Pinole, California, zip code 94564. Again, Roland Trujillo, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, suite number 217, Pinole, California, 94564. And if you'd like to just leave him an encouraging message, His listener comment line is 510-455-8851. Again, 510-455-8851. And let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.
1: Let's say, here's another example. I'm I'm giving you examples of how you can stand back so that you can see that you can stand back from things and watch them from the neutral zone, and you can do the same thing with worry. Here's another example. There's a car that you could buy, okay? But it's very expensive, and it's not really very practical. But you're really excited. But then you say, well, you know, let let me give it some thought. So you go off, and you wait until the emotion subsides. And then when the emotion has subsided, then you're going to be able to make a good decision. What else can we stand back and watch? Oh, yeah. You're you're walking in the supermarket, and there's some kind of a magazine there with a naughty picture on the cover. All right, so you see the naughty picture. You're heading for the car, and you notice there's a lingering... Image of that naughty picture in your mind. All right, just notice it. You can't help but notice if something is right there in front of you at the store, you can't help but notice it. So you noticed it. And then there was the thought in your mind, okay, nothing wrong with that. But just don't, don't indulge it. Just notice it. Don't get angry at it either. See? Don't get angry at it. Don't struggle with it. Don't fight it. Don't indulge it. Just watch it. And then it will. Diminish. It might come back and then it'll go away. And then it might come back again and it'll go away. And then it's gone. See? So the same thing with worry. There's worry. All right? You notice it and just watch it. You realize that, that worry never solved anything. So let's take a little break. And then after the break, we... I'll continue talking about uh, how you can stand back and watch things without falling into them. And when that little bit of separation makes you safe. See, Christ said, come out from among them, didn't he? He said, come out from among them. Well, all right. So come out from being among all those negative thoughts. Come out from among those worries. Come out from being among those resentments. And come out from being among those judgments. See wrong thought. Whether it's worrying, which is faithless. Whether it's resenting someone. Whether it's feeling sorry for yourself. Just see that it's not, that it's, there's something wrong with that thought. Just notice it. And stand in silent disagreement. There it is. Just stand in silent disagreement with with it. Come out from among them. Here's another example you're with You're with a group of a few people, and all of a sudden somebody tells a really inappropriate joke, all right, and then some of the people are laughing sheep sheepishly laughing or something like that. So what do you do? You just sit there and you don't laugh, and you don't act sheepish, and you don't flinch, and you don't smile. You just sit there. No reaction whatsoever. What's that person going to feel? They're probably going to have egg on their face. That's good. They should have egg on their face. What did you do? You did nothing. That's being patient. All right, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll uh, continue talking about uh, how to stand back from things so you get perspective. See, that's it. That's what you want is perspective. You want to get the big picture. What's the old expression? You're so lost in that you can't see the forest for the trees. Well, when you get lost in all those negative thoughts and all those negative emotions, then you can't, you don't have the big picture. So take a mental step back and get the big picture. So there's the worry. And you just watch it without falling into it. And when you do that, then that is the same thing as. As raising your problem to God, you know, a few times now I, I have made the comment that whenever I, I often when you see pictures of, uh, you know, paintings of somebody like Teresa of Avila or John of the Cross, you know, somebody who um, was thought to be a, a, a spiritual person, Often you see them with their eyes raised up. They have lifted up their eyes. And what are they doing? They're raising their problems to God. Raising their problems to God. And by doing so, their soul is separated from the worry separated from the base emotions and there's some kind of a silent quiet communication with God he knows when you're calling upon him when you have something And you honestly and truly don't know what to do. You want to do the right thing, but you don't know what the right thing is. You want to say the right thing, but you don't know what the right thing to say is. And you just quietly inquire of God wordlessly. You raise up your eyes and wait upon the Lord. What does it say in the Bible? Lean not on your own understanding. Well. You know what happens when you lean upon those thoughts. See, the other thing about thoughts and worries. Now, here's the other thing. I was going to take a little break, but I'm still talking. Here's the other thing. See, you don't know where those thoughts come from. Where do those worries come from? Do you really want to worry? No. If they were really your thoughts, you should be able to stop them instantly. But you can't. So whatever they are, they're obviously not good. They obviously want to distract you. They obviously want you to get immersed in them. They want you to struggle with them. They want you to fall into them and lose faith, and they want you to give in and give up. Isn't that what they want? See? So what's the answer? Stand back and just watch them. Don't struggle with them. They want you to struggle. What are they, there used to be something called mud wrestling. Did you ever hear about that, where people would wrestle, but they would wrestle in the mud, and then they would get all covered with mud, wouldn't they? Well, what happens when you get down into those thoughts down there and start struggling with them while you get all covered with mud? Stand back and just watch them. Quietly cry out to your Creator, and He will answer. And you will find that all those negative thoughts that want to pull you down, they want to see you defeated, they want to see you dejected, they want to see you faithless, that's what they want. So just don't get involved with them. Just stand back. And you know what? When you stand back and cry out to your Creator, then another power is wheeled into place. God has the power to hold back The negativity, he has the power to to hold it in abeyance, to hold it back, so that you have the space to be patient and to do what is right or what is wise. He has that power. Of yourself, you have no power. When you struggle, you struggle and you lose to whatever it is that wants to win over you, that wants to defeat you, you, just stand back. Call upon God and he can hold all of that in abeyance or he will hold it back so that it's there but it no longer can touch your soul.
0: I have a question. I know that standing back gives you mental distance. It helps keep you from planning for the future too much, and it also reduces your stress and anxiety by stabilizing yourself from within. Do you know of any Bible verses that are about the power of standing
1: back? Yeah, a very well-known Bible passage on the subject is Philippians four eleven to thirteen. And Paul says I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry. He says I have learned the secret of how to abide, or it, some people translate it to be content in whatever circumstance. But here's the interesting part. The Greek word that he uses for, for abiding or for being content in whatever circumstance, the Greek word that he uses is autarkes, A-U-T-A-R-K-E-S, autarkes, And it basically means independent of circumstances. In other words, to be self-sufficient, to be independent of circumstances. So, no matter what the circumstances are, you remain the same. So, do you see? He says, I have learned this secret. And that secret is to, to have mental distance, to be closer to God and have a little bit of distance to thoughts, to emotions, to people, to circumstance, to stand back and watch. You could also call it detachment. And when you are detached, then you have what? Poise. In other words, you learn how to be in the world, but not of the world. So you can go into a circumstance and watch. See, you can watch and not get so close, not get involved emotionally. People can come with some foolish argument. It can go in one ear and out the other. People try to get you to react and you don't react. You have poise. And the way you do that is by becoming independent. And how do you become independent of circumstance? It's to be detached, to have a little bit of mental distance, to learn the secret of standing back and watching. But when you stand back, all right, you have a little distance to people and to thoughts and to emotions and to circumstance. But you're closer to God. Instead of looking to people, you look to God. It's that simple. Closer to God, you inquire of God, you lean upon God, you call upon God. This is all done silently, wordlessly, and it is the attitude of your soul. Your soul leans toward, inclines toward your Creator, and you watch people with patience. So you love God, and you're patient with people. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported.
1: Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.